0: Hello, my name is Lauren, but you probably know me as Catherine Ross. I'm here to let you know that if you love our content and want to feel the same dread, terror, and jubilation that I do, then make sure to check out Lurking Fears when you head out to your next convention. With a great group of professional storytellers, Lurking Fears is able to weave stories that will haunt you and take you to the very edge of madness, which is something I know a little bit about. Now, while specializing in Call of Cthulhu, Lurking Fears also runs games from a variety of other systems. So there's something for everyone. They're committed to running heavy RPG adventures that are driven by the narrative and, of course, by the players' choices. So, check out their Facebook page and follow them to keep on top of which con they'll be hosting games at next. Trust me, you will not be disappointed. Now, let's get back to the action and see what our Keeper Raz has in store for us. But if history has taught us anything, probably gonna be bad news.
1: Can't get enough of Cthulhu and Cairo? Join our Patreon for as low as $3 per month to access special features and bonus content. You can find us online at patreon.com slash thebardiccollege. You're listening to a 7th edition Call of Cthulhu podcast titled Cthulhu in Cairo, brought to you by the Bardic College. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe to the show to receive notifications as our future episodes release. You can visit us on Facebook at the Bardic College. Viewer discretion is advised.
2: Hello again, and welcome back to another episode of Cthulhu in Cairo. I'm Raz, your keeper, and we are set to meet up with the team again back in a town called Polska, and Polska is on the tracks heading towards Tomsk. The team is about 12 and a half hours into their trip. The train is taken on coal and water, and uh, Vadim has made friends with a guard named Milanovich. They've shared cigarettes uh, in a very soft lighting set, set, setting. <laughs> Uh, under a street light. Um, it was one of those, you know how to whistle, don't you? <laughs> Milanovic. <laughs> and uh, I'm joking. <laughs> and because the the joke from last time was, I light the cigarette with for him, not myself doing both. So we're just making fun of that. But other than that, the team has uh, now overheard Vadim once and Jack Cavendish twice. A little piece of information that seems to be slipping from Felix and Otto about another stop coming up. It sounded a little ominous. Faye, Faye, Catherine, and Ella have been lifted off some of their makeup and a couple of uh, dollars. But that's where we're going to pick up. So we're going to pick up with Vadim on the uh, platform of, of this uh, train stop in Polsha. And we're going to start there. So Vadim, you were g- you wanted to make your way back to the luggage car mm-hmm. and just kind of go through your things real quick. What were you going for?
3: So first, I want to scope out the the luggage car, getting in and out of it. Um, is it something that would be accessible um, at all in a moving train? and as I'm scoping that out, obviously I go back. I go to my trunk. Um, I pull a deck of cards from my uh, the area of, of goods that I've brought to trade with. Cards might be one of those things. And so to to show Milanovic, you know, because that's why I was going there. Um, and I'm also pulling out um, from the hidden compartment in my in my trunk um, one of uh, one of uh, my knives that has a, a leg strap on it to strap to my leg. I put it inside my coat pocket for now just to quickly carry it
2: back on. Sure. This. Yeah, no problem. He doesn't even watch you go in. He he's yeah. standing outside finishing his cigarette. Another guard comes up, talks to him. He explains in you know in, in obviously your native tongue that he's got a guy who just forgot some medicine. He's like, it's uh medicinal. He he has Problem, and he's getting, and they're like, oh, da da, and they walk on these two guys. So no big deal. As he's um, saying
3: medicinal, I'm behind him going holding up the cards and saying thank you.
2: <laughs> and to the soldiers, they're probably like, oh yeah, call us when you take your medicine. We uh, we take it too. I mean, g- gambling is a big pastime for Russians, especially in the army at this point. Yep. Uh, so here's the kicker: the, the the problem getting from 13, which is the women's sleeper, the grain car has no entrance on. So you know how there's that connecting plat, that tiny connecting platform between trains, mm-hmm. where you can stand like three or four people, and then you would move from car to car to car out externally. The ex- those are, like you see them in the West, right? That little black iron platform, and then you'd go one door open, one door closed. Yes, there's the grain car has no door across. the So it's the
3: top. literally just loaded from the top, like a like a top, a si- like top. a silo type.
2: Yep. The one after that is where they packed goods that are already manufactured: mm-hmm. coffee, vodka, canned meat. Now that. Also doesn't have a door; it has a big slide panel on the, side. on the side. But if you can cross the top of both these trains, you can make the jump and you know run across the top.
3: That gets you. But there's the machine gun nest in the back of the train the that the train. can see you. Yes, right. Maybe, so getting maybe anywhere dark past at night, dark at night, might be you know.
2: You would clear. probably be safe until you hit sixteen. Okay. Maybe seventeen. By seventeen, getting they would re, they would be it. able to see. Yeah. yeah. Just have no idea.
3: He's just he's just making sure he, you know, everything may be fine. This may not be anything or whatever, but he's just making sure that he has the lay of the land.
2: Okay, no worries. That sounds like, I mean, that's, that is really your character's strength, right? Is, is scoping these moments out and trying to get a handle on yep. what can and can't be done ahead of time. So it's a better plan at the end and you feel more confident in, in the situation as it unravels. Because let's face it, it's Cthulhu <laughs> and shit unravels. I mean, that just sort of happens. Alright, ladies, um you go to sleep and Faye in the middle of the night, you're passed out, you're sleeping, something brushes up against you.
1: Can I kind of crane my neck to see uh what it is? Yeah,
2: your your one arm is kinda of hanging off the side of the bed, and uh you lift it up and fortunately your 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 mother's ring is still there, the uh bracelet is still there, you're 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 good. Nothing's missing, but somebody brushed up against you and you you look down and Stasha's not in her in her bunk.
1: Okay. I, so she may
2: have gotten up and just brushed your hand. Maybe you were moving and kind of caught her as she was trying to get out of the out of the bunk.
1: I'm going to move my mother's ring uh, back onto my necklace so that okay. it's on my person because if uh, if she takes that, um, nothing is going to stop me from throwing that bitch off of the train after I retrieve it. Right, after it. you get the ring back. Yeah. Right after I retrieve um, it, right. <laughs> get the ring back. <laughs> oh, shit. Then I'm going to dive bomb off the train. Okay, um... So I'm going to um, adjust so that I can kind of look out to where, um, mm-hmm. you know, sort of like towards like the open hallway and just see if she comes back.
2: Yeah, she comes back in a few minutes. She's got a, a little washcloth with her. She w- waddles in. You know, she's in a, a night moo moo, whatever she changed into just to kind of, uh, you know, a sleeping overgown to walk for decency. And, uh, she went to the one bathroom in the area. It's the middle of the night, but let's be honest, if you're Russian, that's a perfect time to go and get cleaned up because there's no lines, right? And she makes her way back. She looks at you, she smiles and puts herself back in her bunk.
1: All right. Um, I give it a few minutes just to kind of see if she tries to reach out and do anything else. Um, and then I will sort of compact myself on my bunk so that I'm not, um, starfishing anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, Make sure that my bag is up against the wall between me and the wall. And then I will uh, try to sleep again.
2: Okay. So about 10 minutes later, the, the larger woman who had asked you for your papers earlier in the day, and you see her lean over <laughs> and uh, she, sa- she whispers in broken Russian, here. And money exchanges hands and she walks out and you happen to catch notice that she's wearing Ella's lip shade. The guard is. So the woman already sold all the mask the makeup and stuff to to the guards.
1: That sticky-fingered bitch. All right, I will um I take a mental note. I roll my eyes. I just say, "Goddamn Russia." And um I'm going to try to go back to sleep. All right,
2: Jack, uh Vadim's back. Did you want to try to do this in the middle of the night or wait for breakfast in the morning? Are you being playing it you know, slow and safe, or are you going to try to get the attention of him now? But he walks back into so, the cabin.
4: I think what I would yeah, I think what I would do is once the other guy walked by and they stopped talking. I would give that maybe a count of like 15 and then I would surely shuffle a little bit like I'm shuffling in my sleep and then sort of, you know, bump myself awake, almost like, you know, try to make it look like I'm organically waking up. Okay. So that when Jack comes or when the uh, comes back that I'm, I'm sitting up. So I'll, I'll basically sit up and uh, light another, light another pipe. And uh, just, you know, so there with my legs crossed that when he comes by, I can sort of, I guess my, my goal, I think is to sort of nod and then do the, the eyes over thing, you know, for eyes from him to eyes to them and then back to him. Do that twice to see if he, see if he sort of picks it up.
0: Yeah. I I don't really know.
4: Yeah. There's so much, there's so, there's so little that I can do in this specific situation. Right. But at least if they try something, I don't know when we're stopping. So if they try something. Before do you uh, do you start any small talk with me as I come back?
3: You're lighting up your pipe. I'm coming back. It is it is like so four in the morning. The, it's the middle of the night. Yeah, you know, yeah. The, there's some noise or the activity. So you might be like, you know,
4: what's going on? Yeah, I, w- I would probably say something to him like, um, you know, you're having problems sleeping as well. Something like that. You know, basically, you know, it's it's hard to sleep in these luxurious accommodations.
3: Vadam um, you know, season you know, lighting his pipe, he pulls out a cigarette, having just finished his last one, he lights he lights the new one with his with the butt of the We're last at the one. End.
2: Yeah. Right. He only he only had forty seconds of fresh air.
3: <laughs> and right. uh he says um it is a refueling stop and he, he shows the cards all sorts of refueling.
4: Oh yes, cards, quite. Very nice, very nice. Always up for a game. And mm-hmm. having a hard time sleeping, I don't Maybe I'm more used to the sleeping on cots in the savannah. I, I don't know. But either way, I am not the only one. Quiet, yes, yes. It's it is something, I would say. It, it's a change for me. I do like adventure though. All
2: right. So are you got you're just sitting there speaking quietly or play you gonna try you turn the lights on to play cards? Yes. I don't think so. Maybe yeah, you know, I think well, maybe, the only maybe, thing maybe, I might say
3: comment about the next day maybe playing some cards.
4: Uh-huh. Yeah, I might yeah, I might say something like, you know. Ah, uh, you like the cards. You you like games of uh, games of chance, games of risk, and then see if I can catch his eyes, and if I can catch his eyes, maybe flick my eyes over across the bunk and back a couple times.
2: Okay, yeah, I mean that that these are pretty pretty serious tells. You're being obvious to a a party member. I'm not going to make you have to roll to see if somebody catches on to a subtlety like that in the situation. It's, yeah. I, I mean, you're doing it. In, Hush I mean, tones I think you're not speaking loud,
3: but I think Vadim. No, no. Yeah. I think I think you know Vadim is already suspicious of Felix and Otto having overheard right. you know, with that with that critical success on that listening skill. He heard some some pretty damning information. There's something obviously going on there. He doesn't know it's necessarily about him, but obviously with everything going on, it makes him suspicious there. And now Vadim is thinking that uh, that this Jack Cavendish. Heard something as well. Maybe he heard the same thing he heard because they were both walking back together. So he's kind of keying in that Jack is kind of insinuating to him, you know, something's afoot, and uh, it makes Bottom kind of look at Jack a little differently. Okay. Like, um, okay. Train starts more to track. push up, huh? A little bit more, yeah. He's a good-looking man. <laughs> His nose okay. is very straight. I'm very jealous of that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Um, the train starts to struggle again, you know, that all the trains come, cars coming together and it starts to, to accelerate very, very slowly with, you know, ponderously like the little train that could up the hill. It's just really slow motion, but it does get itself underway. And, uh, you're heading now for the next, next stop, which will be tomorrow morning, about 1130. Uh, you'll be stopping at a town called Dentrov. And, uh, that is along the route as well. That'll put you nearly 24 hours onto the train. And that's a place where you can stop. And that'll be a that's a scheduled stop where people be getting off. So Polsha, nobody got off. It's it's really more just a fueling station. It's got a small depot, but a couple of people got on in the middle of the night, but nobody really got off here. Most people are you know bound further down in towards Tomsk. So uh Denthrov is next. But ladies, you have uh the whole morning. Is there anything else you want to do? Gentlemen, I know you want to talk real quick. We'll do that. Ladies, anything you guys were trying to do after getting your breakfast in the morning, getting cleaned up a little bit, getting redressed for the day?
1: Is there um, any way that we could, like, check in with Bottom and... Yeah. Yeah, you can walk around. We, yeah, because I... Of um, course, you
3: can go anywhere you want. I, want we that with eat, my... we, I think we would eat, eat breakfast together, right? That'd and be so cool.
0: Yeah. And I would, if the group is amenable to hearing about it during breakfast, I'd like to share my my plan All right, I've so have been working on.
2: If you wait till about at around ten thirty, um, everyone's coming through saying Dentrov is coming. Now they're going to have a restaurant and a little cafe. It's a, they tell you it's mm. a much bigger stop, so you don't have to eat train food. You can actually sit somewhere in a restaurant and kind of get some privacy. Do you guys want to wait till like around lunchtime to do that? Then Ooh,
5: yeah. oh yeah, Oh oh yeah. It, it might be.
3: Um, I'm, I'm sorry to kind of real life this a little bit, but um, yeah, I, I, I think Vodham and, and Jack Jack would be like wanting to. You know, Talk get, get a moment of Vatom's ear, yeah. um, and it might be beneficial for that conversation to happen before we sit down. I figured no that it,
1: that's what was going to happen, and, like, the girls would kind of just come and catch up with you later, because I want to complain oh. about the thief. St- and uh, You c-
3: mean the, the poor woman who's trying to survive, yes.
1: Yeah, well, she keeps stealing my <clears throat> shit, and um, I'm also uh, trying to survive out here, so...
3: It's crucial,
2: you have,
5: I want revenge you,
1: for the lipstick.
2: You, you have all the you have all the gifts, all the blessings of youth and looks and everything. And this poor woman is just trying to get enough money to see her great-granddaughter in Tom's. How do you and know you that's just, the reason? Well, it's actually not. I'm just making it up because I can do exactly. that. Right, so- <laughs> if
5: I, if I exactly. <laughs> if I were to hypnotize her, here's the thing. I can hypnotize people. Yeah. I can get the lipstick back. No, let no, you can't. She sold it about no.
2: Either way, Jack and Vadim, they, they will have the conversation before you arrive at it, uh, and then we'll get back to the restaurant. So go ahead, guys. You can you find a small time, you know, where Felix and Otto go get food, whatever. They do it individually, though. They don't make it look like they're a couple, like they were in, to, in the cahoots together. Uh, right. Felix goes and then about 10 minutes later, Otto makes his way out.
3: Vadim hops down from his bunk, lights a cigarette. First one in the morning. <laughs> really? That's late. <laughs> it was a late night. It was a late night.
4: <laughs> Sorry, uh, Jack, right, Jack. Jack pulls a pulls a pack of cigarettes out of his jacket and uh, lights a cigarette next to him. Interesting uh, traveling companions we have, no? Yes, yes. It, it would it would seem uh, they're quite a chatty quite a chatty group. Yes.
3: Um, you, uh,
4: you lots of conversation in particular. Now, now we're alone, or no?
2: There's
3: a the yes.
4: guy's across from us, or we're completely alone.
2: No, the the train. This is the whole side of the train. The, the the other side is just a walkway. It's not too wide.
3: No, he's saying that Felix and Otto are both away.
2: Oh yeah, no,
4: yeah, your yeah. your berth is empty. Okay. Oh, I see. So one left, then there was like a period of time, then the other one left.
2: About ten minutes, yeah. Then Otto walked in. Okay. Out. Okay.
4: Okay. I sort of uh, give him like a a grim sort of a grim smile and chuckle. Clearly not a happy chuckling smile. Okay. I think well, it appears you're you're quite a popular chap, mm. and I I don't know if. Uh, if the popularity is just yourself, or if I am also to enjoy some of their hospitality, but it would seem that uh, they will offer you a warm handshake at our next stop. So kind be prepared of... to embrace, and uh, I will assist as best I can. I'm not a fan of what bullies will say. Vadim returns the grim smile.
3: He's taken off guard a little bit, because this gentleman is now completely shifting in position of where Vadim would look at him, he's, he's completely warning him. He's completely... Yeah, risking uh, his neck. Yeah. Vadim says, um, um, uh, thank you. Thank you for being so honest. I, uh, uh, It is a concern. I, I am here at the behest of three uh, lovely ladies um, who, uh, who have important work, but I also have regular jobs, shall we say. And sometimes... I don't make friends, so this this may unfortunately be leftover.
4: over i something else. We'll have to play it as it goes. I've hunted many types of game. Mm. Let's just think of it as game. They're hunting us, and so we shall hunt them. And until then, would you like a Kenyan cigarette? And I offer him. I offer him a hand rolled Kenyan cigarette. Madame flicks the other one away, not concerned where it lands,
3: <laughs> and uh, <right. laughs> some
4: guy sleeping. <laughs>
2: And
3: well, towards the open aisle, you know, so <laughs> someone will probably stomp it out as they walk by. Maybe
2: someone actually stops and picks it up and smokes it. <laughs> That's exactly. It.
3: <laughs> and he uh, he he smiles. He he nods a thank you and takes the cigarette. Does he enjoy it? It was made
4: by his 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 best his lifelong friend is Kakayanga. Well, Kakuyanga is from the Makenda tribe. So it, it was made by the it was made by the Mijikenda tribe. Okay, I'm I sure it's say, rather earthy.
3: We're totally doing the smoking thing in in the the interest of the pulp era. I don't yes. want to be. I'm not trying to make it. You know, romanticize the process of smoking. Well, those am, no, absolutely, not. we
2: don't have many listeners under the age of 25 anyway. But oh, that's true. Okay, do. all right. Stop so,
3: smoking. So fuck it. Stay I'm, I'm romanticizing smoking. <laughs>
2: It's a
4: vape pipe, isn't it? Why is he putting tobacco in it? Yeah. sure. <laughs> All
2: right. Oh. So, ladies. So now, I guess, unless something's, unless you guys have a plan, we'll move over to the restaurant when everybody can get together and actually talk.
1: Yeah, that sounds. Uh, did, you, good. did
2: you? Did you? Did Did you and Jack want to do anything else before the train stops? Or is that I okay?
4: think uh, the, the last thing I will say to him is that um, uh, I'll say I have I have a small surprise on my person if it comes to that to assist.
3: <laughs> And Vadim uh, kind of uh, smiles and nods and raises one of the uh, cuffs of his pants to reveal his hunting knife that's strapped to his thigh. Ah, we carry similar presents, I see. I think we uh, understand each other, Mr. Jack.
2: So the train is pretty much, this particular car is, is not quite as busy right now. People are trying to get food. It's pretty good. It's a, it's a normal time to have breakfast. It's, it's hours yet before um, the next stop. We've seen Stasha do it with great success. Do one of you want to look through their things? Is that something you would want to do?
3: Vadim um, would, you know, absolutely. Uh, that uh, that would be a standard for him to. Um, yeah. So so they do have bags with them. They weren't left in the luggage. They,
2: they well no no everybody has a small case that they use for one change of clothes and like a, you know a, a shave a small shaving kit something that personal that you can just store up in your bunk with you, that you can sleep next to, like a small bag.
3: Vadim kind of looks up the aisle, see if there's any uh, activity, and says, Mr. Jack, would you uh, be so kind as to keep an eye
4: out? Oh, yes, yes, no problem. I I can certainly do that. And I just sort of stand at the edge of our sort of, we'll laughingly call a berth, and just sort of enjoy the cigarette, you know, looking up and down and sort of taking it all in, but uh, keeping an eye out.
2: All right, so Vadim, whose are you going through first, Felix's or Otto's? I
3: uh, would look at Otto's, the more quiet of the two.
2: So, in Otto's, you find uh, his passport. It is German. It is issued in. It is a German passport. He's a national. You have find his papers. He is here on business to Tomsk. There, supposedly, Tomsk is in need of some mining equipment and parts. And it appears when you look through Otto's paperwork. Arnold von Schlepp, uh, that Anno van Schlepp is a representative for a mining c- company that works, you know, in heavy irons and things like that, you know, like ore re- extraction. And uh, he appears to be a representative for a company that could get them the parts they need to expand their operation in Tom's,
3: Does it, uh, with my experience, do they do the papers look authentic? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah,
2: yeah. right now they, they look authentic.
3: Curious. Uh, is there anything else of note in this bag?
2: Nothing really, no.
3: Okay. Um, I quickly stash it away and put it back into position that I found it in so that it uh, looks yep. untouched. And okay. um, look up at uh, Jack to, to get a nod or not or not if it's still
2: all clear. Somebody passes by real quick. He warns you. But yeah, you guys are still on the sneak. It's okay. not a problem.
3: And I take a look at uh, Felix's bag.
2: Okay, so Felix has – the only thing that's interesting is it says Markosk. And Markosk is the third stop, which you're scheduled to hit sometime around 10 or 11 tonight. About ten to 12, about eleven hours outside of Dentrov. and it says Markosh plus two, and then it has the name Safronovich.
3: Is that name familiar to me?
2: Give me a roll on. Just go ahead and use your education. Education, not intelligence. See, education says no, and idea and intelligence says idea. So this is something you would know.
3: Uh, that is a fifty-seven. Um, that would be a fail.
2: So no, the name doesn't mean anything
3: to you right now. Um, but I do uh, commit it to memory. Markosz plus two, Mm -hmm. Safronovich. Safronovich.
2: So after that, we'll just advance our way up to Dentrov. Ladies, we do arrive in just after 11 a.m. The plan is that it'll be here for 90 minutes. This is a bigger stop. There are, like I said, a few people do get off. Not many, maybe four or five. Uh, You do see that they open the, uh, there's slots at the top of the train car. They lower down food in it. A gunshot goes off. So someone must have been trying to st- help people up to get out. Uh, so someone is shot uh, inside the ca- train, you know, down into the car. You hear gunfire go off. I'm sure Vadim just says, you know, keep your head down. Just walk into the train station. Leave it alone. Unless, Vadim, is that incorrect? Would that pretty much be your yeah. your operation? Yeah, just ignore it for now. And uh, you make your way in. And there is a small privately owned cafe. Better fare. Still semi-basic. I mean, you're not getting souffles and shit here. But better food, country food, cheeses, Breads, things like that, and uh, you're able to get a fresh cup of coffee. And the, the five of you sit down, and now you are sharing a table.
1: So, how have you guys been sleeping?
4: Oh, it's a joy, a pure
3: pleasure. Good, good. I, uh, you will remember Mr. Cavendish, uh, gentleman from uh, from uh, dinners.
1: Of course, it's. Yeah.
3: He is proved interesting man and um, rather friendly.
1: Jack's oh, with us. I think right? it's a smile. Of course, he's friendly. He's English. I'm glad that you're making a friend. I was worried about you all alone in that car with uh, weird Russian strangers. I mean, you're Russian, but you're not weird or a stranger. Um, we have they someone weird property. in our car. <laughs> yeah. I've been um, burgled.
3: <laughs> dangerous person?
1: Um, No, but I'm about to get dangerous with her if she doesn't stop taking her shit. She stole my favorite shade of lipstick. She stole money from me and my favorite rouge. When the hell am I going to get that? I got that from Manhattan like 2 years ago. Do you know when the next time I'm going to be in Manhattan is?
0: It's probably expired and is full of germs. Oh God, I don't know. Dead oils in your skin actually. Yeah.
3: People uh, remember, people can be very desperate here. Uh, people in much need.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. why I didn't need to say keep anything. Uh, keep
3: items close. Keep items yes. close, keep items protected.
0: Well, I'm just concerned that, you know, she was after more than, you know, lipstick and money. Information. I don't this place gives me like the crawlies, you know? And uh I've had the crawlies since we've here. I'm sorry?
4: What exactly are the crawlies, Miss Ross? Yes. Please, I I've never heard of them.
0: You've been in the wilderness, that horrible feeling when a bug crawls oh, up the your the hicky skin. icky
4: creepies. Oh yeah. Icky creepies. Jimmy yes. Jongas. The Yimmy Yangas, yes. Yeah, that... I was just pulling your leg, just pulling your leg. Please do continue.
0: Now, if we... Is there coffee, Keeper? Yes. She pours herself another um, (laughs) cup of the black sludge that is coffee and says, well, I don't know what you all have been doing, but I've concocted a plan. And um, she looks to Jack. I'm fine discussing the plan for what we need to do.
4: He he looks up and he says, I'm sorry. Uh, Do you want me to stay? Do you want me to walk away? I I don't want you to. I mean, obviously... uh,
0: Catherine looks at the group like I can be vague, or I could just keep him here. No, like, I think
1: we should just,
3: Mr. Cavendish. We, um, you smart man. We, 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 uh, we have special job to do here. You, um, you,
4: you have ability to not hear what you're not supposed to hear. Yes, yes. I haven't heard this entire conversation. I mean, you, you all do seem quite the uh, force of nature, uh, especially the small one with the blonde hair.
1: Oh, he's talking about... Davishly
4: her. attractive, but dangerous, I can tell.
1: Oh, I'm terrifying. And I will be terrifying to you if you let any of this slip. Now, Kate, what are you talking about? Okay. The lady in the Yes, place? the lady. The One lady.
2: second. Catherine, Faye, yes. make, mm-hmm. make a roll. Spot hit.
0: that be a 12. That is a success.
2: Scale. You're about to mention the plan. Pessoa is sitting four tables away. Fucker! How did that son of a bitch get up here? I thought we were going to do something about him. You can still talk. He doesn't, he's not listening. He's reading. I don't give a shit. He's in the, the cafe.
1: I don't see him though because huh. I failed. So I, I'm dialing it back. Mel's going well. back inside. Okay. I'm calm. I'm chill. But
0: Catherine notices him. Bury the heat. Yes. Bury the heat.
1: Okay. Well,
0: um, I was about to talk about the plan. But if you all could subtly, with utter subtlety, look over Faye's right shoulder.
2: Yeah, they see him. The gentleman that was at the party as well.
1: Hey, uh, Kate.
2: Now you guys oh, have not Bradley. seen him on the men's in the men's carriage.
1: Hey, uh, is he? Kate, who's who's up? Uh, who's behind me? I'm a little bit too uh, nervous to uh, look. Um, his name begins with an F. It's He's the poet.
0: Him. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Love that.
1: Face. I face, it's a small
0: it's gentleman that
4: you had the verbal altercation with at the dinner.
0: Yes, that conversation that didn't go well.
1: Yeah. Face. Uh, face drops, and she goes even paler than she already is. And she is just like, how the hell is he here?
0: I don't know. gentlemen. was he in the car with you?
2: No, no one ever saw him. No, well, I did not spot him.
0: He's either. Well, Patulski's then he probably bunk. isn't a VIP. He, okay. He's probably either Patulski's bunkmate or a ghost. I don't know. Sitting on top of the train being creepy. Mm,
1: I don't think that he's a ghost. I think that he has a powerful of friend here a- that he mentioned. And it's probably,
0: Petosky. Or, wait, wasn't he friends with that guy that's like the. um, Hold on. I can't read my own handwriting keeper. The Secret. The Something of Georgia.
2: Oh, Illinois. I think that's Illinovich, right? Or something? Let me check. I don't know. <laughs> First okay. Secretary.
4: for Secretary of Georgia. Was that what it was?
2: Yeah. Oh, um,
4: Berea.
3: Berea,
2: yep.
0: That's who Pessoa was talking to at Correct. one of the official meals. I
1: have that written down. Correct. Oh, my God. What if and he's going up? The guy. I'm sorry? What if he's going up to Tomsk to do the thing that we are trying to accomplish? And what if well, he's going for a certain mutual person that we all know and hate? Well, he probably doesn't hate him; he probably likes him, but I sure as hell hate him.
0: Well, okay, I have a plan. Uh-huh. And you,
2: yeah, he's, uh, there is no way he can hear you. It's very crowded. Yeah, it's it's noisy. You guys that's, are fine. He hasn't even seen you. Has he noticed he us? Doesn't. Yeah, that's why. No. no, so. We're going to talk about
0: the plan, and we're going to do it quietly. So Catherine pulls out the notebook that she's been working in, and in it you'll see Faye, Ella, she's asked you guys to write just random nonsense words in your handwriting in this notebook, and she's doing her best to copy them. She's been trying to copy, you know, road signs that are in Cyrillic, just like she's practicing calligraphy.
1: Oh, look, you did get my A's right on the second try. I knew that you could do it.
0: Sometimes the train car is shaky. If I if I was sitting down, I could do it better. But this is plan two. Observe these papers as I talk about plan one. When we go and retrieve the the thing that we came to get, mm-hmm. depending upon how long I have, I propose that if we want to get the physical thing, I'm rather handy with, she picks up a butter knife on the table, tattoos, penetrate multiple levels of dermis, I can get the first layer, probably. Uh Uh-huh. Or, if we- if we're in a crunch, I can try and copy the sigil as best I can, and if someone's better at this than me, please. But I've been trying to practice.
1: I mean, it's- it's worth a shot. I mean, I- I think it might be better if we're able to just, like, you know, like, cut a chunk out of her, but, I mean, you know, we gotta do what we gotta do.
0: Yeah. I mean, it could- the layer of tissue- travel like a pressed flower inside of a book. That I'm not concerned about, the transportation of it. I'm concerned, how do we get to it? And then what amount of time will I have to either perform minor surgery, or if we just... Also, if we're looking to cut it away completely and replace it, if I had, I don't know, leather, a nail, and ink, and time, I could make a copy of the tattoo poorly. And put it back there's so many things that could potentially go wrong but i'm thinking of options because i have nothing else to do on this train but think yeah put it back. yeah like get a piece of leathery animal something and cut away what we need and then put this back
4: they doesn't to know- look up lights another cigarette off the end of the cigarette he has and just under his breath without looking up goes animal hide dear you're talking about animal hide
0: correct
3: but you were talking about removing skin and then putting back skin.
0: Correct. The why? animal, the animal hide. So, so
1: they don't notice right away that something's been tampered
3: with. They will notice if uh, skin has been cut away.
1: I mean, look, with... we can we can figure that part out. Like once we actually like get there and we not see, if you know, it's pig. Well, I mean, like what, what kind of security not we're it's... working with, and you know how much time yes. we have. Whether it's you know guarded, how guarded it is, but.
3: I, I will note uh, that uh, to uh, remove a p- patch of, of skin or flesh uh, can be done very quickly.
0: Excellent. I'm more used to the repair than the removal. And I was talking about, in a, in a perfect world, I would only be removing the, the topmost layer. You can stick a needle in your finger and not even make yourself bleed. I'm talking about that fine of a slice. Maybe they wouldn't even
2: notice. Your best bet in in your head, Catherine, that that would take a phenomenal amount of hand eye, co- you know, of, of coordination to do yeah. slowly, and we're talking about her forearm. So probably your best bet is what you've been working on is some sort of a paper that is traceable that you can trace through and then just sketch it quickly if you're not going to take the whole arm with you because it's really going to be a matter of t- like like Faye said, time. Okay. So you're you're right now you're on two def you have two definitive ideas. One is to medically try to concoct something. And I was thinking you were going to try to do something that would soak the ink through maybe to another to another form of, of like animal hide or something else. Ah. But I don't know if that's even possible. Hmm. So I would have to look into that as a keeper and say, is that even something that chemically can be done? Can you chemically extract some of the, the ink and then put it like, you know, do a reverse wrap mm-hmm. where you, you coat it and then pinch it and then pull it back almost like these do with Shrinky Dinks. But not well, not sure What was the Play-Doh, right? Yeah, the like like a, like a
3: like a Saturday morning, you know, cartoon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, with so with I, the oh, silly, yeah, putty, yeah. silly putty, silly
2: putty. Thank you, silly putty. I don't so think that,
3: that anything like that with a tattoo. I mean, tattoos I don't think are yeah. so adorable. either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought so. And they're really so in the skin. You know,
2: they're they're deep. So Multiple the most like- layers. So the most likely answer is probably your your one you've already been practicing. Which will, as you practice over the next couple of days, we will raise your skill accordingly a little bit. Is the trace. Okay. That's probably your best move.
0: So I was th- trying to think of multiple options for us. Yeah, no, I want, very good. I want something that's going to work. And again, if I have time and I can cut this bitch's first two layers of skin off and leave some left, but they still have a tattoo, we've got one, yay.
3: I have avoided asking questions. So Mr. Linko demanded assistance. You have my assistance completely, but... Why do you need a tattoo from an ancient woman?
1: I collect them. No, Catherine, we should. Vadim has been nothing but loyal to us, and he has protected us. Vadim, Forgive the joke. I thought
5: we'd already explained what this was.
1: Well, Vadim, in solid words... That
0: there's, we've explained that there's amounts of, you know, weird in epic proportions. Who wants to take this? Faye? I can start. I can do it. Um, I'll, oh, She can tag tag team that. Yeah, explanation. Here, I'll, I'll pop in. I'll pop in.
1: So basically, we started off, and I'm I'm saying this like I, I'm talking like loudly for recording purposes, but I'm I'm speaking at a, like a low volume. We're on a journey to collect special artifacts, special artifacts with arcane and occult ties to protect them to save the world essentially we found a prophecy and we've been journeying for a few months now just collecting them and finding them and it's been a long and scary and dangerous road we've lost people so you, people you that we care about people that we grew to love and
3: serious enough for people to sacrifice life
1: Catherine and I are the only two original members left. There were five of us that left England that day.
3: And this tattoo is, this uh, this ink on this ancient body is some sort of item you need?
1: It's one of the items of power, yes.
3: If you make copy, Kate, then you leave this item, as you call it, for someone else.
0: That's the fear.
2: So should we not take arm? Ella, you wanted to say something?
1: No, I think Faye covered most of it. I'm not sorry, giving, sorry. like, super details yet just because it's Russia and you never know who's listening, especially with him in here. But it's not because I don't trust Vladimir Jack. It's just because I'm nervous about who's listening. So that's why, like, I'm not saying Helena's name. I'm not saying how you many are, items we've collected.
3: You are very smart to have multiple plans. This is how things are done. You have planned you have backup plan and you have backup plan for backup plan. But maybe we've, maybe taking honor's first plan.
0: If you'd asked me that before coming to Russia, I would have said take the bloody thing, but you know, it Russia's made me cautious.
1: Russia is unlike <laughs> anything that we've ever dealt with. I nah. mean yeah, you know.
3: <laughs> it is special place. Absolutely. Hey,
0: Drink to that. I
3: love it. It's home I mean I remember but, hey. my
5: time in Berlin wasn't all that pleasant either. Yeah, well, neither Berlin. was mine.
3: Well, the problem with Berlin is it's full of Germans.
1: Yeah, you're telling me. Um, I got true. kicked out of me by some Germans there. What? Pardon me to
3: any what German out there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, we're we uh, like,
0: you know, according to ancestry DNA, we are mainly German, so we're not like. Shitting on Germany at all?
5: No. Yay, Germany. Oh, no,
3: this is purely just Russian, yeah. you know, 1930s <laughs> Russian guy.
5: Woo. We love it, but we also, we love it, but we also damn it in our own way. Like Deutschland says from Rammstein, that's just my own little two cents. We just don't like Mueller, yeah. wherever that bastard yeah. is. It's
0: mainly mainly for Mueller.
3: Vodem and Mueller. Mm.
5: Ooh.
0: <laughs> Put those that's two together. Sh- that's a ship that will never sail. Oh, my God.
3: It's like two Wolverines in a box.
1: <laughs> I, look at, shake it up. I look at Vodum and Jack and I just go, we appreciate your help with everything that you've helped us with so far. But I just, I would feel bad if I didn't say that it could get dangerous. It could get really dangerous. And the three of us and I gesture to the girls, I just say we're a team and we look out for each other. And I just want to say that we'll, look out for both of you in that same way if the time comes. You have my word on that. I've done some really Jack stupid nods. things for the people I care about.
4: Jack nods and and, and says, um, I, you know, I am here for the bear. That is why I've come. I have a job to do, but I'm also not excited at the idea of lovely ladies being endangered or put into distress. Uh, I put them too high on my plate, shall we say. If... If in our crossings we come across paths and I can help in any way, I will in my small, clumsy way, I'm sure. I, and he sort of winks and then and looks back down.
0: What, what Faye said, I'm, I'm, I'm bad at feelings. Um.
4: <laughs> but he, he, he did not hear anything.
0: No, of course not. No, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no
1: man's stuff is gone
4: Does that mean that hugs are off the table then? Is that what we, we've decided? Yes.
1: <laughs> I hugged it's Catherine maybe, once and she hit me in the face.
4: Oh, a fight, I guess. Well, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'm scared or excited. I mean time will tell, of course.
3: Catherine, you are a worthy of Russian woman. <laughs> I thought you. you were going to say she was a worthy opponent, sir.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> I did. <laughs>
1: right. Now, <laughs> Spying did Vodham, partner. <laughs> did Vodum and Jack tell us about their bunkmates and that Vodum could be in imminent danger?
3: I think after after the, the plan has been discussed of mm-hmm. what's then Vodham I totally would have put everything on the table. Absolutely.
2: Great. Yeah, Pessoa, is, Pessoa yeah, is collected by several, uh, a junior officer of Potolsky and escorted back to the main, co- to the uh, VIP coach.
0: So he is shacking up. Mm-hmm. Mm.
2: He's riding in style.
1: Bastard. Bitch. So, I
2: think that man needs to die.
1: Yeah, you're telling me. Um, so <laughs> so I, I don't um, want to kill anyone
0: else. I, Y'all can do it.
1: I'll, I'll turn to Vodham and I go, So, what can we, and I gesture to the girls, what can we do to help you with these two that are threatening you? I mean, obviously, they know about us, too.
3: They, they, according to a friend Jack here, they they speak of stop, where something is to happen. But uh, in papers, uh, there is a town, uh, sorry, Keeper. Okay, Mark. Marcos, 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 right? Yes. Yeah. 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 has really horrible handwriting in his notes. <laughs> Not Scott at all. There is down Marcos that is that is uh, mentioned in, no- in in notes and seems maybe a good place for for nasty business. Maybe you provide backup.
0: So you know I'll um, be there. Throwing it out there. If you can't think of anything else, there's um I carry a veritable arsenal of nasty stuff in my bag. Stuff that could look like an accident.
4: That is always she a... grows more attractive by the moment. We're a right. femme fatale in our very That's... presence. Yes.
0: Slightly unhinged more likely. Um, we all are.
4: <laughs> the gentleman vanishes.
0: Anyway, I don't relish the idea, but, you know, needs must. I don't want to die. I don't want to be put into one of these back carriages and shot like some sort of animal.
3: Well, We we, we know not what they're we be flexible. We uh, we have advantage. We know and they do not know that we know.
1: Mm. We'll watch each other's backs. We'll keep tabs on each other and...
3: I must apologize. This may have nothing to do with you or us or this. This may sadly have to do with me. I do not know. But uh, my mm. business uh, brings me in contact with all sorts of people.
0: Oh. I you know what I mean. Um, I understand. I... I once had to, you know, stitch up the face of a London gangster boss. He'd, you know, gotten into an altercation with his wife, punched her, hit her, and I had to fix him up. <laughs> so I get it.
3: Sounds like she got so, proper revenge.
2: Yeah. You know, she tried. So as uh, the whistle goes off, indicating that you have about 30 minutes uh, to finish up, you settle your check, probably already done. Before. Russian people, I would think, would... Grab it and then sit down there. Probably not allowed to pay at the end, otherwise everyone would run for the train at the last second to dodge the Dine bill. And Dash. <laughs> and again, for people in Russia, we apologize. We're talking about 1931 Russians, obviously not not the uh, not the Russians of today. You obviously pay all your bills. And um, going on the so yes, you uh, you you're all squared up, everything's settled. You the plates are. Someone comes by and picks up the plates. You do. And the way back out, gentlemen, you both noticed though that Felix has been is standing there reading a newspaper and kind of. Watches the two, the five of you head back into the cars and disperse amongst yourselves. Doesn't do anything. He's just reading and takes a look and then goes back to his newspaper standing on the platform. Catherine?
0: I make sure to, um, before we depart, because mm-hmm. that looked like a rather close and intimate conversation, I make sure to give both Vadim and Jack, even though I just said I don't like them, an affectionate hug. Because it's like, oh my god, my guys, I'm so close to them. It makes sense that we're all whispery and, like, cute. Oh my god, meh. Like, sorry if okay. that was the most horrible voice, listeners. Um, That's how doing that made her feel. Um, <laughs> 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 so, it just, the thought crossed my mind, like, oh look, I have a close relationship with these men. Thus our conversation that was a long time over coffee in a cafe. I'll right.
1: follow suit. When I see you do it, I kind of, like my eyes go wide like what the hell but then I it's for cover mm-hmm. okay whatever you weirdo
2: so back onto the train you go uh, it again takes off you do hear as you're boarding though uh, you know more yelling from the cars in the back they've at least been fed but they, they haven't been really let out at all obviously nor will they be until they arrive at Tomsk, when they have plenty of guards to cover them uh, you do see other guards milling about from the military trains up front but everybody boards everybody's set on and the train starts to take off again Nothing of of event happens during the rest of the day, right? Uh, uh, Marcosh is a, approaching you. Uh, they give you the warning that's about an hour out, and that's just after 11 p.m. So the train has actually made some time back up. It seems like it's doing well. Uh, it is, you know, it had, it had been almost 90 minutes behind at one point, but it is starting to make some progress, um, running a little hotter, trying to keep up the pace, trying to recapture the schedule a little bit. If there's nothing for the players that they want to do, Markosh will be the next stop, and that will happen just around midnight. Does Vadim
3: know anything about Marcosch? Um it, Just that it, it's along the route. It, like, is it, a, it, is it a town? Is it a city? Are people likely to be getting on and off the train? It's a little bit busier of a platform.
2: Uh, the, no, so um, Dentrov is the biggest one besides Tomsk. All these other ones are smaller. Could some people be getting off at Markosh? Yes. You know, I'll roll a D10. It, it's so random. This is really not the stop. People could. And and we'll say if you will, but if you need a diversion or something. But for the most part, this is pretty much a, a you know, a, a coal and water stop. And then they keep going.
3: I'm actually more curious about what their diversion might be, you know. Right. Like, uh, like this doesn't seem like the type of stop where that would happen. Right. I mean, there's not a lot going on there.
2: No, you're pretty much you've in the 24 hours since plus. Right. Because you left at about three. Uh, and so you're now what, 24 plus eight. So you're 32 hours in. You're you're now in the world. You're coming into the wilderness. Like it's now starting to look like, and it is starting to snow. So by the time you reach um, uh the, the snow is starting to fall. It's not blizzard conditions or anything, but it's you know it's coming down. You you know you could probably expect it to drop you know an inch every two or three hours. So it's better than a flurry, but you know it's it's pretty steady right now. And the, and the temperature's cold. But no, this is not a this is not a stop where you would be like, oh, you know they're going to grab people off the train and start start um, something. Not not probably where you'd want to do it. Ladies, um, with the knowledge that Vadim warns you that something may go down this evening, are you preparing for bed? Or are you staying dressed later? Are you talking, going for a tea or coffee? Because remember, uh, once 10, 9 or 10 p.m. comes, they kind of limit women and men moving through the cars with each other. It's not that you can't, but you're escorted.
1: Is there um, any way that I could hide somewhere in the men's cart I'm pretty small so I might be able to like
2: it's sold out
1: seclude myself I'm not talking about I'm talking like if there's like I don't know if there would be anywhere mm-hmm. that I could like tuck myself away like
2: you're seeing what I'm seeing mm-hmm. I, I don't see how you can okay. do that um. yeah, it's really packed and it's there's there's one toilet and if you hid in there they'd kill you because <laughs> people need to get in and out about a 100 times yeah. The bottom bunks; those are storage areas, but everybody has their luggage in it. I I don't know if you were in there, you'd be displacing luggage. Mm
4: -hmm. Okay, that's
2: where people keep their luggage. You know, on each side, that bottom bunk lifts up, and it's got just a little storage space. So, I I mean, you could do it, but it would be pretty noticeable that people's bags have been dislocated. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. It's it's just not that. Um, The train is really tight.
1: Yeah, I figured it's okay. Then, um, in that case, I'm going to I'm going to stay in close. And I'm going to just kind of be like, just alert, like at the ready. Okay. Jack has a spare, has spare room in his jacket. Faye, you are such a flirt. <laughs> 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 right,
4: so I'm just playing the, I'm just playing the character, by the way. Uh, he it's is, like, he is, the character is kind of a rogue. So
1: yeah, it's like, uh, I, I, oh, had t-
4: I had typed, I had typed in the chat to Faye that, uh, <laughs> You know, Jack has spare room in his jacket if she wants to hide in there.
1: The small blonde one, she can fit right in here against my heart. Yeah.
2: Just tuck in, right. darling. No one will notice you there. <laughs> just, just snuggle up against that tobacco, yeah. darling. That'll be fine. Hold <laughs> close, Dad. Uh, the-
1: Faye, who doesn't wow. smoke, is like, ooh, I'm, I'm good.
2: Ella, anything for you? Are you staying dressed in your regular street clothes? Or are you getting ready for bed? Now that you've been warned that there could be something happening after the stop here in Marcosch.
5: Whatever the equivalent for... Like, loose sweatpants that can be easily moved in, and shoes. Yes, that's what I'm wearing to bed.
2: Okay, so a pinafore, a skirt, stockings, and shoes. Got it. Because there is no such thing as sweatpants for women in 1931. Yes, yes. yes. Okay. that's true. So you are dressed. <laughs> mm-hmm. Catherine?
0: Catherine You're is... in scrubs? No. Okay. I, don't have... I don't have my scrubs. God.
2: In a medical bag. I thought maybe I had scrubs.
0: No. Catherine goes to the bathroom- and freshens up, comes back in a new outfit, but not pajamas, in case she needs to be out helping somebody else so she doesn't get like frostbite or something, freeze to death.
2: Catherine goes into the bathroom and comes out exactly the way she was.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Funk and all.
1: Like Funk she just all. walked in and stood there. All right. I look at her so like is, Yeah, that's a hell of a disguise she got there. Yeah. It's not threw a threw me for a loop. I I, I got confused. Uh-huh. Okay. Understood.
2: Okay, so Marcosh comes and the the snow is definitely piling up on the, the thing. There's probably about two inches on the ground now. Uh, the train stops. It is a coal and water stop. They The guards stretch their legs a little bit from the back train car. Uh, you have about a half hour. It's not going to be a long stop. Several people do disembark. Otto is in the car itself right now in the berth, in berth number eight. Felix is nowhere to be seen. So, gentlemen, that's, what you, that's where you're at when the stop happens. So Felix Otto is in
3: the car. across from us. Mm -hmm. Phoenix is gone. Correct. And it's what
2: time of day again? About five minutes after midnight.
3: So we're stopping for, you know, more coal or water. Yep. Maybe a few people getting on and off. It would make perfect sense for us just to stay right here in our beds.
2: Oh yeah. Most people aren't even getting off because now it's snowing. It's colder. Yep. Uh, You are heading into Siberia. So this is just, it's just going to get a little bit, you know, chillier at night and stuff. And yeah, this is most people are just already dozing off or playing cards, you know, as they can on their bunks, like sitting two people playing, you know, Solitaire or whatever, or some other form of card game for two people. Solitaire is single obviously.
3: I hop down from the top bunk and light a cigarette and just sort of sort of uh you know, walk around the area uh, of our okay. so I'm not going I'm not leaving the area of the of the bunks mm-hmm. and such, but just sort of, you know, moseying about as I smoke my cigarette, you know, just keeping
4: an eye out.
2: Jack, anything from you?
4: I think if if there's cards around, I might borrow the cards and play solitaire. For the cards, you know, just um just sitting on the table, casually, you know, casually. Maybe the, you know, I don't, I don't know where I would keep the knife, but being aware of where the knife is on my person should that become needed, and then just uh, playing cards, but not really paying too much attention. So solitaires are great for that.
2: Okay, yeah, no worries. Whistle goes off for fifteen minutes. Uh, Felix is still not back, but ladies, you're fine. Stasha is already kind of dozing in her in her bunk. She was humming to herself earlier, this you know, soft melodic Russian tune that they're so known for. Something gentle and loving, tender. Like the fields have died. The crops are gone. We face starvation. We're, we're, we're moving on. You know, Russian country music. <laughs> <country, right? laughs> my donkey died. My, my donkey my left. Is the, big, <laughs> right? the
4: Big Rock Candy Mountain.
2: Yeah, the Big Rock Candy. Exactly. <laughs> big Rock Candy Mountain. Um, so, uh, yeah. And, and at five minutes, you know, before the the train is supposed to go, Felix is still not back. Gentlemen, you're you're still just facing the three of you in the car. Uh, and just as the train begins to jerk and start its motion, the door pops open and in comes Felix and he's looks disheveled, sweat on his face. Uh, but he goes in and sits down in his bunk and he just kind of gives a quick nod to Otto and puts himself down and just kind of tries to relax.
3: As I'm standing there, you know, with a cigarette, I kind of look at him and in, in Russia and I say, you know, you look you look uh, flushed. Everything okay? Bad stomach. Mm, that's rough. The food here will do it to anyone.
2: Yeah. Duh. That is uh, tore right through me again. Mm. Happening on and off all day.
3: Well, at least you left a piece of yourself in the countryside.
2: Yeah. About three pounds worth. He's not feeling well. Lovely. <laughs> you said it you started you you went down that trail i'm just (laughs) you left three pounds of borscht
4: down the pooter
2: (laughs) train starts to leave Catherine is both concerned and impressed absolutely the train starts to take off again chugging the the sound the you know the rocking of the cart is all the, the carriages and the cars are is happening it's up to speed and uh an hour goes by Vadim, Jack is, I'm sure you're probably on high alert at this point, wondering exactly what's going to happen. It's Marquesh plus two. Something in your head is probably telling you it's coming. Uh, Faye, Catherine, you're sitting there wondering if the boys are okay. (sighs) Marquesh
4: plus two. Two get on at Marquesh. Or two hours after Marquesh. Could be either.
3: And there could be other people on the train already. Right. Trying to think what kind of position. I, I don't think Vada would like being in the top bunk. Laying up there, even if he's on alert.
4: No, we we could sit, we could sit next to each other and sort of play cards. Yeah, you know, I'm I mean, just, trouble just casually trouble sleeping. Play cards. You can, you know, we can talk about uh, my my time, you know, safari
2: hunting and and the, the playing one in the day. morning.
4: Yeah, just the, the ridiculous the ridiculous small talk crap, just so, mumbling to each other. You know,
2: yeah. The first night, you guys were were fine speaking. They nobody said anything, but now it's coming a nuisance. Otto says. Could you extinguish the light, please? It's late. Trouble sleeping, playing cards. About twenty minutes goes by, half hour. Ladies, anything from you? Are you trying to move around? Are you staying in your car?
1: I'm gonna stay put. Um but I I think that Faye would probably accidentally fall asleep after a while. You know, she's trying to remain alert, but I might I might doze off.
2: Give me a con roll.
1: Oh, that's a hard success. Never mind.
2: Well, you you're fine.
1: Then I'm uh, I'm just well, sitting. On my bunk, just kind of listening.
2: Catherine, same thing. Mm -hmm. Ella, last one.
1: I'm
5: doing a meditative mind-stilling technique to keep me awake. It's kind of like a... It is a meditation that I learned in my occultist background of like... I probably derived it from Buddhism and various other religions, but it's to keep the mind sharp. It's like working through problems, but mentally.
2: You remember some of the chants that John Schooley did with you just before jumping out of the par- with the parachutes, how he calmed everybody down when the <laughs> plane was having its issue. Uh, I believe Professor Schooley did that, taught that meditative technique to both you and Catherine. He did. So, yeah, you, fall, you call upon some of that as well, Ella. Not a problem. Here we go. Guys, the train starts to slow down. Just feel it. it takes a minute or two, but like you're, you look out the window of Adam Cavendish and the trees aren't going quite as by as fast. Something on the rails. Ladies, same thing. Train is definitely feels like it's slowing. Rocking is happening a little less current.
1: I just look at the girls and I sort of just make sure that we make eye contact and nod at each other. Like Catherine, who was awake anyway, um,
0: is the train- with your,
2: with your constitution, I wasn't even going to have your role.
0: I was just going to ask. Um,
2: <laughs> What's the point?
0: I mean, I did fail that one time we were drinking in Nepal, but that's okay. Yeah, um, we know. That was an epic fail. But anywho, is the trend continuing to slow like after a few minutes? Yes. Like, okay.
2: Oh no, it w- it's 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 already going down to a crawl in about three minutes. It's just-
0: Wow, okay. So she gets down from the bunk mm-hmm. and approaches one of the guards. I will follow.
2: Who is already looking nervous and looking out the window.
0: And I ask, is everything okay?
2: We... Go back to your bunk.
0: All right. Um, I couldn't sleep. I, I'm sorry. It was just, uh, It was just a question.
2: I go back to my bunk. Everyone just stay calm. The train is slowing. We will find out why. We have already sent someone up to make some sort of inquiry. Just please stay in your bunks. Everything will be fine. It is probably just a snowdrift or something of this nature. There's no way it could be a snowdrift. There's only about three inches of snow on the ground. You hear gunfire from outside. Towards the front or back of the train? Back.
3: Does it sound like the uh, automatic fire from the gun
2: nest? It sounds like both. You're getting the... from the machine gun, and you're getting return fire.
5: Is someone trying to free the prisoners?
2: Can I have dex rolls, please, for Jack and Vadim?
1: Oh, what's Jack's dex? Probably super High. Uh, These I are gunmen, it. so
4: I, I can throw. I can throw some into it.
3: That is a twenty, um which is a hard success, just off of a
4: critical success.
2: Jack, you rolled a sixty. Uh, yeah, I rolled a sixty, and um,
4: my dex is a fifty, so I threw ten into it to make it.
2: Oh well, yeah, I, don't don't do that. Oh, it's not it's not, uh, no, I, it's not considered. E, you don't do that. This is more of a who oh, reacts okay. first thing, and you're not. You got Vadim already oh, yeah. moving. Vadim auto reaches into his pocket, and you just jump. You move first. The knife's already. I mean, if you I want was, the knife, out of I can was, was
3: already planning on. Yep. On. Subduing them and demanding what information. So I'm I'm bolting across the floor. My knife is already in my hand, heading towards his throat.
2: Okay, so knife's in his hand, you're going for auto. Felix starts to jump out. Jack, you're wrestling with Felix. Ladies, three bullets whistle through your coach, through the glass. Shots are coming in, and then you hear the fucking train. The fucking engine is gone. She's gone. We're under attack. <laughs> Shots going off. And that's where we'll leave it for tonight.
1: Thanks for listening to this episode of Cthulhu in Cairo. You can like, share, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. The music you're listening to is Return of the Mummy by the great Kevin McLeod. Join us next time to see where our intrepid explorers find themselves next.